Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to stop in and let you guys know before you listen to this episode that this is a part of something new that I am starting. Thanks to Anchor, I am able to offer you guys ad-free content for a very low reasonable rate and a subscription fee of $7.99 a month. So for $7.99 a month, you guys will get these episodes where there are no ads. You get the intro, we go right into the episode, you get the outro, that's it, that's all. And yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys got some exclusive content coming to you guys in 2023, whether it's just me going on and on about various topics for an hour or two hours, because y'all know that your boy can talk. Y'all know the good guy Prince can talk. Or if it's me and one of my co-hosts or a panel of us, and we're just talking for, again, an hour, two hours or more, you guys will get that ad-free as long as you are subscribed for $7.99 a month. And also, also, be sure to let me know throughout how you guys are enjoying the episodes because I'm definitely going to be improving on the episodes and the content and the quality of the content that I'm giving you guys in 2023. (laughs) So yes, once again, you guys, if you would like to get ad-free content like this episode that you are about to hear, Please be sure to subscribe to the Royal Hour podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they allow you to subscribe for that $7.99 a month option. Thank you guys so much and have yourselves a wonderful day. Peace. And now let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. This is your good guy, Prince Onyx. And yes, it has been, it's been a while. Um, My God, like I did record something about two months ago. But as I reflect on that, that was more of a like personal thing, like an audio diary entry. Because I was just really going through it that day. And just needed to get some stuff off my chest. And instead of writing it out, I decided to turn on the mic and just, you know, go for it. Right. So that will never, you know, see the light of day, of course, because it was very, very personal. And not that I haven't been personal with you guys before on this show, as you guys know. But in that instance, it was like, yeah, this uh -uh, this is just for me. (laughs) But yeah, it's been a lot since I left you guys. And it was abruptly too. Like I wasn't even looking to leave y'all. And what I believe it was, was just a case of both artists burnout as well as, you know, life be life in, which I really feel like whenever we say life be life in, chat, I mean, life has been kicking our ass for real, for real. Like, look, ain't no shame in it because life be life in, it definitely does. And so... You know, I just had to take time off and time away and 
even in that time away, like not a day goes by where I kept imagining myself recording for you guys. And I was saying a lot of prolific stuff too that I wish I did record, but hey, you know, maybe that was just for me to say while I was in conversation with spirit, while I was in conversation with God or with some ancestors, with some spirit guides, you know what I'm saying? That was just between us. But yeah, it was a lot of stuff I was saying that I do wish that I would have recorded, but hey, it is what it is. If it comes back around those thoughts, which they usually do sometimes, uh, you know, I'll just remind myself to record them. But in that time, like I said, away from you guys, I went through a lot. Um, unfortunately, I am single again. So relationship had ended, which that was, oh my God, that was a whole situation in and of itself. And I, of course, you know, been dealing with the stages of grief and processing that. I've also been in therapy, which has been really good so far. I mean, I had the initial consultation and then I had my first session last week, which was really good. And I have my next session, uh, I want to say like uh, sometime like early December. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, just got into therapy because during this process, I just really wanted to heal but not heal by myself even though I'm never by myself because you know blessed are the spirits that do walk with me but having someone physically here you feel what I'm saying that helps too and just having a space like outside of my friends which I love my friends who have held me down and I've held them down but just because of how things are right now with all of us in our lives I just didn't want to, you know, be bombarding people with, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe da 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 Because I do have those moments. And sometimes, you know, if I'm not, ta- if I am unable to talk to my therapist, I will just reach out to a friend. Like yesterday, because today's Friday when I'm recording this, November 17th. So yesterday, I had a moment where the guilt had kicked in and it was also anger too but it was really guilt and my friend had to help me identify that just because again referring to the breakup that I went through you know it was unexpected I wasn't looking to break up with my partner I was not we had a disagreement some things were said and I was just like whoa where the fuck is this coming from that's where I was I was at with it like where is this coming from this energy that was like shot you know shot at me and you know once things were said and then we had our conversation that ended up leading to the breakup unfortunately it just felt like certain things were said that he was sitting on and it hurt Like, it still, you know, fucks with me to this day. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It still fucks with me to this day in the sense that it's like, damn, you was really holding on to that. And it just made me look at him and just be like, you know, this is why it's so hard for me to let my guard down whenever I am dating. Because I have a tough exterior, even though I'm a sweetheart. I'm a lover more than I am a fighter. Um, I mean, I'm going to fight for what's right and I'm going to speak my mind and speak up for myself. Of course, I'm going to defend myself should a situation call for that. Uh, but also, I'm a, a very outspoken person in general. Um, I, I live unapologetically and authentically as me, and I'm not allowing anybody to try and change that. Not a friend, not a partner, nobody, you know, because it took so long for me to really embrace myself. Like even doing this, y'all. 
it took so long for me to appreciate and love my voice because my mother, my uh, maternal grandmother, my even my paternal grandmother, uh, from what I can recall, and my sister, like so many people in my family have always said, you have a really great voice, like a radio voice. And it took so long for me to love my voice because when I would hear the playback on my YouTube videos or <laughs> if I was like recording a freestyle or whatever or like a rap or a poem that I had wrote, I would just be like, oh my God, my voice, right? And there have even been times where I'm recording this for you guys and I'm like, oh my God, I'm uh, how, do, how do I sound in people's ears? But clearly you guys have loved it for those who have been tuning in. So, you know, that's and y'all are the reason why I still do this. Because I could have easily gave up on this project, but no, I persevered and pushed forward, you know? But yeah, so the situation happened and we're friends, you know, me and my ex, we are friends. Um, but I'm I'm happy that I got into therapy because I, there again, there are times where that anger stirs up. There are times where the guilt stirs up like it did yesterday. There are times where you know, these emotions, because I'm still going through that grieving process of the loss of this relationship that come up and I'm just like, damn, you know, and especially with the anger, what I've been, what I've been saying to myself as of yesterday after having that, you know, that situation happen, that episode, if you will, is that, hey, I can no longer allow for my anger to create these made up scenarios in my head of stuff that's never going to happen. I can never allow for my, I can't keep allowing my anger to do that. And so I told myself, Hey, whenever you're feeling those feelings, pivot your thoughts into something else. That way you're not letting that, that's made up scenario make you, you know, be yelling and hollering and getting all upset and stuff like that. Cause that's not good for me mentally, emotionally, or even physically. That's not good for me to, to, to be thinking about stuff that's not going to happen, you know, but yeah, we are friends and I do appreciate that. I can say that out of all of my exes, this is an ex that I don't hate necessarily again when the anger and the feelings and the emotions come up during the stages of grief i have my moments but i don't take that out on him and so you know that um even now when i'm telling y'all i can feel the tear forming in my right eye the corner i can feel it i'm just like god damn chad it's, it, so you see this still like you know still tough but i'm here you know i'm still here it hasn't destroyed me I was distraught, yes, but it hasn't destroyed me. And so, yeah, I'm still here from that. Um, there was, oh, yeah, the fashion show. I think I told you guys about that, right? So the fashion show happened, and the show itself was good. There was, unfortunately, some behind-the-scenes drama that happened. And the reason why I'm talking like this and not, like, I guess as as active as I usually am I'll get to that in a second, but because I just want to make sure I'm not like putting nobody to sleep or nothing like that, because I just really, I, I know, you know, for those who have been listening to me, I'm so usually charged up and don't get it twisted. I am charged up, you know, in order to like do this episode, but like getting charged up and da 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 da. I'm trying to do that less and less, you know? And so, oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> ooh, damn. Anyway, and so fashion show happened. It was good. The show itself, 
the behind the scenes drama, I hate that it happened because um, it cost me a good friendship and, you know, business partnership. But in the same breath, as I reflect on even that situation, that relationship was probably on its way out sooner than later, just because of what I had endured within the months leading up to this show. You know, being the production manager and never being told anything or having to find stuff out the last minute or having to basically make a lot of... I had to make a lot of executive decisions. I had to... Me and the coordinator, we had to make a lot of executive decisions because the curator, the creator you know, just some other stuff. Like, I'm not even going to air that out. That's how much respect I still, despite what happened and despite the aftermath of, you know, what happened, I'm not even going to spray him like that. I'm not. And that shows growth because y'all know me. I would have been said, da 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 no, I'm not even going to spray him like that. It's fucked up what happened. You know, yeah, we patched things up. And you know what? I'm moving on like Maya. And that's really what I've been in this direction and in this light of doing lately is moving on from everything. I would say going back to as far as 2015 to now, moving on, packing up my shit, you know, metaphorically, and just moving forward because I no longer desire to be attached or essentially married to the past. The past has happened. I cannot go back and change it because if I could, it is so much shit that I would change in my life. That who knows the trajectory of where I could be right now. But again, hey, things happen how they happened. And if anything, nowadays, you know, in this break that I've had from podcasting and just, you know, with life and its experiences and everything that I have been dealing with, I have learned now to just really, again, move on, move forward. And when it comes to, you know, looking back on the past, it's more so being reflective, being reflective and looking at it from a new perspective, because if I'm not doing that, I'm wasting time. Like I'm legit wasting time at that point. So I'm just really thankful for where I'm at right now, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I'm thankful for where I'm at, because when you know you're destined for greatness and when you know that there's better and more out there for you, you do move different. You know, you can't just talk about it. You got to really be about it type shit. And that's the thing I've had to learn, you know, in light of the tragedies and the traumas and the heartache and the heartbreak and just just everything that that has happened to me this year, as well as, again, and, you know, from the past up to now, you know, it just, um, yeah, I just, I'm just really in a different space right now. And I'm proud of myself. Like, I'm 28. I'll be 29 next year. So 2024, last year of the 20s. And I'm, I'm doing it. I'm growing up. You know, being an adult does suck at times. Trust me. Whew, Jesus. But just certain aspects of growing up where it counts and where it matters. I'm proud of myself. And now it makes sense why... Those in my spirit family, which was another situation that had happened, 
it makes sense why everybody kept saying that, oh, my God, you've grown so much. And, you know, they always kept telling me that I've grown so much. But I just at that time, I wasn't seeing it. But now in lieu of, again, everything that's happened, like even my unfortunate but needed departure from my spirit family, which, again, that's a situation in and of itself. And I'm not even going to delve into that. That is between me and that person. Whenever we talk, we will. And if we don't talk, hey, that's fine, too. But um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, like, you know, it, it it's just interesting how, like, everybody kept saying how much I had grown. And I just at the time, I couldn't see it. I didn't see it like how I see it now. So it's just it's interesting that it takes certain situations for for me to really see what others have seen in me, you know, and even in new situations, new relationships, new friendships and things like that that have been blossoming in my life, I am seeing the alignment. Like I'm seeing the alignment, y'all. Like I'm so proud of myself. Like I'm seeing the alignment. I am I have been in spaces that I used to think otherwise I didn't belong in or that I wasn't qualified for, and I've had to show myself and tell myself, "Hey, not only are you qualified, you are certified and that you belong in these spaces just like everybody else. You're unique just like they are. Your uniqueness just hits different than theirs. It does. It hits different. But nonetheless, your uniqueness is why you are here. The way I dress, how people are. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is why I'm glad I be having my phone on vibrate, child. Anti-white, child. I will deal with that later. Um, <laughs> how I dress how I adorn myself with my jewelry, how I show up, and just, you know, one thing about it too for sure, people gonna always remember my smile and me laughing and, you know, others laughing and all of us just having a good time. Us just having a good time. So, yeah, man, I just, for me, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for where I'm at right now and where I am headed. Uh, this, ooh, child, this almost feels like a cold opening, okay? Like, I'm on SNL. <laughs> but, yeah, y'all, real, real talk. Like, I'm just really thankful. That's why I keep repeating that because I am. You know, I mean, I directed my, and I directed my first video. Again, there was the fashion show that was still successful despite all the, the drama and the bullshit that really shouldn't have happened. But, you know, hey. That's a situation in and of itself to just other things that have been happening in my life. The emotional growth, the mental growth, the spiritual growth. And just because I like I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even like really arguing with motherfuckers nowadays. I don't like if I'm arguing with you. It's like, it ain't even old or old me coming out. No, it's because, you know what? Let me go ahead and shut your ass the fuck up one, one good time for the one time. Like, it, it takes, like, nowadays, it takes a lot for me to want to even get into that space of arguing. Because with the arguments that I have had, you know, in the past few months, that shit has been so draining that it's like in the aftermath, you're just like, why? Why did I do that? Why? Why did I even allow myself to get that damn angry? 
Why did I even allow that other person to get me that angry? Like, seriously, I've had these conversations with myself and I'm just like, yo, we got to do better. And how you do better is by just showing yourself that, hey, I'm above this. I am truly above this low vibrational bullshit. I'm above it. And yeah, I'm just, again, I'm just thankful for where I'm at in life. I've, again, I've let go of certain people, certain uh, situations. I've let go of, yeah, I've just let go of just, you know, of things that don't serve a purpose. I've let go. I have let go of things that don't serve a purpose and never did, you know? But yeah, so I just wanted to catch you guys up really quick because, yeah, it's been a lot going on with your boy. Like I said, single again, uh, but single again, but dating. And I know, right, I probably shouldn't be after a breakup, but child, look, look, dating and not fucking, okay? And even if I have been having the sex, <laughs> the sex, <laughs> even if I have been having that, hey, I'm an adult and that's my choice. You know what I'm saying? But I would say, yeah, single, but dating and but being mindful of that, of being mindful of the fact that, OK, you just went through a breakup, you know, be sure that you are not looking to get attached to anybody because it's like, yo, don't get attached to this person, because then if the, if things go south or things don't go how you want it to and you get upset, you know, having these conversations with myself so that I'm not, you know, going into a a crazy direction and driving myself into a spiral because you know for so long people thought have thought and have said that well the best way to get over some over you know over somebody old is to get up under somebody new and a lot of us have bought into that a lot of us have bought into that but the real healing is by not even doing that at all you don't have to get up under somebody else just to heal from the past person because that's not really healing that's just a transference of energy and trauma you're just transferring that shit to the next person and then wondering why this situationship why this relationship isn't working out how it should so yeah man it says a lot it says a lot to get to that point for me to just be like hmm you know what i ain't gonna argue i'm not gonna give way to this negative energy that wants to persist i'm not about to you know, feed it any longer. You know, you can't keep feeding the beast. You got to starve that motherfucker out. And that's what I've been doing little by little is starving these these beasts out that want to cause the chaos. You know, I've been starving them out and goddamn, I've been doing a good job at it. So yeah, I just wanted to give y'all a little catch up. Um, you know, we got into the we got into the serious stuff. Now let's go ahead and get into some tea that has been going on. Yes, some of the tea is going to be a little old, like eh, two weeks, but it's, you know, hey, it's from my perspective. So, hey, it's never too late. <laughs> I may be a day late and a dollar short, but it's never too late. And then we're going to get into some stuff that has just happened uh, recently. And yeah, just sharing my perspective with y'all as always. So, Thank y'all for tuning in to this segment of the Royal Hour Podcast. We will be right back after these messages, okay? I'll be right back. I ain't going nowhere. Hey, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. <sighs> I wish Timbaland wasn't such a fucking weirdo, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Be right back. <laughs> Mm 
I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G., Black and Ugly as Ever, However. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly, it's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour, Printonics, sent you. Ow. And welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. As y'all can see now, the tone has definitely changed. But you see, I'm not like yelling in y'all ears. Anyway, <laughs> no, because sometimes I really like... So I'd be nervous to introduce my podcast to people because I'd be like, yo, them older episodes, Jesus, H. Christ. Even though I've edited them, I have. I've edited them and to the best of my ability by taking out certain segments, but it was still a lot of me being charged up. But again, reflecting and even one of my, my homies, like my one of my uh, friends out of my spirit family has said to me because I spoke with him about like, oh my God, like when I look back on older episodes, damn, look at how I sounded like. You know, he was saying how like, yo, that was just where you were at the time. Because I started the podcast while dealing with the heartbreak, you know, the whole Tevin situation for those of y'all who've been around that long, uh, which he's doing good, by the way. We spoke, this was like a while back, but he's been doing pretty good. I mean, he posted his uh, pictures from a Halloween party. So, hey, he's still alive. So there's that. <laughs> he's still alive. There's that, you know. Um, cause we had saw each other, damn, we saw each other at pride. So that was like the last time we saw each other. And then outside of that, cause we were supposed to, I know, right, pivot side story. We were supposed to go see the Barbie movie, but child, that was around the time life really hit me in the fucking gut and in my pocket. And it was just like, Chad, I was so restricted, but anyway, you know, um, yeah. So like, yeah, but you know, he's doing good. So, hey, but yeah, so I started this podcast around that time dealing with the heartbreak of that as well as going through, you know, dealing with my parents separating and then eventually divorcing and then becoming a full time caregiver to my mother while still having my job and having to put my uh, project, my production on hold again. And man, it was just like hit after hit after hit. And so I created this podcast because it was more easier to manage than my production because, well, couldn't do production. And I was just in such a fucked up space, you know. But now, again, being in a better space, as I said previously in the last segment, uh, you know, reintroducing myself to you all. Yeah, it's just been, you know, it's just been... It's been a lot, but I'm here, you know, I'm still here like Tisha Campbell. But anyway, y'all, so we so that way we don't pivot too much anymore. So let me go ahead and give y'all my thoughts and my take on the whole Keith Lee situation when he did his food tour and him and his family had stopped in the ATL. So when he was here in Chicago, there was no problems, no issues. He was honest, authentic, like he always is. You know, I enjoyed the content as always. I enjoyed the videos. I found the uh, the chicken video, you know, the whole chicken debate, you know, where it's like Harold's, Remus, and Sharks. Found that hilarious. 
And again, he was honest about it. Like, did I feel the type of way as a Chicagoan? I ain't gonna lie, I did, but it wasn't like in an angry sense. It was like, oh damn, he if only he was raised here, like his taste buds, da 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 da. It was like that on some jokey jokey type shit. Now, mind you, I didn't comment anything, but that's just how I, you know, just talking to myself and talking to my phone, <laughs> like we all do. But Outside of that, like when he came to Chicago, no problems. The restaurants, like uh, this one black-owned joint called Cleo's Southern Cuisine, literally has his picture posted up in their well, the downtown location that I had saw. I don't know if it's at the South Side location. The next time I go, I'll see. But they have a you know poster about how, a flyer essentially about how you know Keith Lee was here and you know he reviewed us. You know, like hey, Keith Lee was here type of thing because the Keith Lee effect is real. Because after he left Chicago, that restaurant in particular, Cleo's, my God, today, they had so much business coming in. And they still have business coming in. Receipts after receipt after receipt coming out of the, the machine, all the orders. and every, Like, yo, the Keith Lee effect is real, man. This dude literally has saved businesses in his where he's from in Nevada I don't know if it's particularly Las Vegas, but in Nevada, where he's from, his hometown, you know, his home state, he has saved restaurants who were about to close. He has like bought, he has breathed life into so many businesses that were shattered, you know, financially and fucked up because of the fucking pandemic. And he's just been his authentic self. I know there are some people and it just, it, it's so weird, especially because it's like, dude, look. You may not understand him or you may feel like, oh, why does he hold his hands like that? And da, 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 da. He's explained that he has social anxiety. He's a very anxious person. So him sitting the way he does and having his hands the way he does and talking the way that he does, it helps him to be able to, you know, talk to the audience. And there are people like there's like a mutual mind on Twitter where it's like the guy is cute, but he's dumb as a bag of rocks, truth be told. And I'm going to just leave it at that. And it's like anytime somebody posts a video about Keith Lee, he's so quick to retweet it and say something snarky. And it's just like, you're really obsessed with him. Like you like you you play like you you pretend, you know, like you're not, and you're like, oh, I don't get what y'all see in him and da-da-da-da-da. Why do you care so much? I get that it's your social media, but why do you care so much? That's weird to me. But all right, maybe that's between you and the spirits that may walk with you. I don't know anyway figure that out but you know it's like this dude has done no foul no harm to anybody so when he goes to and another place he went to was new orleans and again no problem hell there were even restaurants that he had visited and there were some items that he tried that he didn't particularly like and he explained why in an authentic honest not so not mean rude manner and certain restaurants, as people who are, you know, native New Orleans, you know, native Louisianians, if that's how you say it, but people who live there, they went to those restaurants after, you know, he left and certain and those items that he didn't particularly care for miraculously disappeared off the menu. And people may have had their mouths set on those items, but some people were just surprised and was like, damn, okay, well, hey, but again, the Keith Lee effect, because his opinion he is a food critic. He is just as much a valid food critic as Gordon Ramsay, who has literally built a whole career off of degrading people on TV. 
He is just as as valid as John Tav, who does the bar rescue, which yes, he yells at people as well, but he helps them, he helps them if they want to help themselves and you know, rebuilds their restaurants and all of that stuff. He's just as valid as any of these other white food critics. Let's just address the elephant in the room because he's black and people feel like, oh, well, he's off of TikTok and social media ain't real. Social media and real life have integrated into each other because, again, people see his videos. They see the restaurant. If he's in your state and he's going to certain restaurants you may never have even heard of or restaurants that are, again, are on the verge of closing. Next thing you know, these businesses are booming lines out the door. A parking lot that was once empty, now full. Like, he he has literally, he breathes life into these people. And, you know, it's all because he's blessed. He's blessed, so he's returning the blessings. He's doing what people swear up and down that they want folks to do. They want celebrities to do. And he's an influencer, so that, yeah, it makes him a celebrity. But it's like, yo, his influence, he's using it positively. How could you hate on that? Seriously, how could you hate on somebody who is positively causing real life change, saving family businesses, people who've had the business for God knows how long. And again, they're on the verge of closing or a business that has been struggling for a while now and hasn't been getting as many customers because there were certain restaurants in Atlanta that he did go to that deserved it. They deserved the, the visit of Keith Lee. They deserved it. One owner, this, uh, it was at this jerk chicken spot. The, the sister was crying because it's like she had been begging him to come, you know, to the restaurant whenever he comes to Atlanta because, again, of his impact. And when he showed up, him and his family showed up, even though they, they usually would close around the time that they had showed up, but it was Keith Lee. So it's like, hey, yeah, let's we can stay open for you. They stayed open and had a good time. And that sister was crying tears of relief, tears of joy, just tears of gratitude that God finally put it in alignment where this man could come and visit her, her spot. And he asked, like, he always asks his people like, Hey, how much were your sale? You know, your, um, how much were your sales today? Just like he did at another black owned restaurant joint out here, asked the woman who was the owner, how much, you know, were your sales? And when she told her how much, you know, she, she had, um, how much she made that day, he told her, Hey, when he gave her his card, just like he did with the sister down there in Atlanta, he said, Hey, charge the card that same exact amount. So his money is long. His money is good. His credit is clearly through the roof. Unlike those of y'all who are dragging him and hating him and feeling like he's destroying black owned businesses, because that was the narrative that was being passed when he went into, I'll say, new Atlanta, because this is new Atlanta that we are dealing with. This ain't old Atlanta. And mind you, I am a Chicagoan and I am in Chicago. But just from what I've seen, though, it like, yo, People go down there and they feel like they got to keep up an image. People go down there and they change on everybody who used to know them and love them. Even the people who still rock with them, they change on them too. People go down there and again, they got to keep up this image because, you know, black capitalism, which will not save us as black people, but black capitalism. And because Atlanta has been dubbed as, and this is for years, they've been saying that, oh yes, yeah, the black Hollywood because so many black celebrities live there, right? But a lot of residents can't even afford Atlanta. Most people live outside of Atlanta. But in the city, 
You have all these, you know, restaurants that are black owned and this, that, and the third. Yeah, black prosperity, black wealth, you know what I'm saying? Black Wall Street. Okay, but then we look at their rules. The rules that are fucking ridiculous. The rules that just have you like, mm, you know what, I'm going to go eat somewhere else. Shit, I'd rather take homophobic Chick-fil-A before I deal with this shit. Damn, you know what? I just might have to eat some poisonous, poisonous ass McDonald's than to deal with this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and because and, you know people call McDonald's food poisonous, so come on now, let's be real. But you know, it's it's just like that's that's just how people be feeling. Like with those rules, it's like, baby, I'd rather go to these other joints, these chains, restaurants. You know, despite what people may say about them, you know, but still, I'd rather go there than to deal with these rules. Because it's just like, okay, y'all have all these rules and really expect people to eat there. And granted, people have been eating there because they, which says a lot about the customers. For those who, who, do, who have eaten there and still are eating there, it's like you'd rather somebody treat you like crap. And because they're black owned, you're going to allow them to treat you like crap just to say that you're supporting black owned business, right? See, that's what, what how I don't get down. I support black owned businesses that are reputable, that are good to me as I am good to them as a customer, and that I have built genuine relationships with. There are several black owned businesses I have built relationships with. And if I ever have an issue with an order, or if I'm curious about something, or if a shipment may be taking longer than usual to ship out, you know, based on the history of placing orders with them, you know, I'm able to talk to them. I'm able to get a response. I'm able to reach out to them. And I, and I, when I reach out to them, it's with the utmost respect. And I receive that back. Like, they'd be amazed at how patient I am even because so many people love to write Black-owned businesses off for a minor issue. People fuck up. But if they're able to correct the change and do it in a way that is conducive to the relationship they are building with the customer, hey, you that's the type of people you rock with. But I refuse to rock with businesses that treat you like shit, but just because they're black-owned, you let them get away with it. Fuck that. So for those restaurants that treated him and his family like crap, screw y'all. Real talk. Screw y'all. I'm not sending death threats like the other idiots did because I don't know why y'all would go that far as to send death threats to him and his family or even to those restaurant owners. There's a way to critique them without sending death threats, y'all. You could just trash them on on Yelp or some shit like that or on Google reviews. <laughs> you know, give them just one. You know, you can review bomb them if it was that serious, you know. But the death threats is where I, even I had to draw the line as a supporter of Keith Lee, as a watcher of his content, I was like, whoa, people doing way too much. And then for the people who were sending him and his family death threats, because again, y'all feel like, oh, he's destroying Black-owned businesses, and how dare him, and oh my God, and da-da-da-da-da. Y'all are dumb as hell. Y'all don't even own a damn business, let alone do y'all understand that customer service is everything. But when you're treating your customers like crap, because again, the Keith Lee effect is real, baby, after he was honest about the whole situation with the real milk and honey, baby, some dude had went down there in that area the next day, and baby, the outside was empty as a mother. Nobody is sitting in the patio. He said there was a few people sitting inside. Of course, he wasn't, he tried not, he did his best not to record, you know, inside of there, but, you know, inside, you know, past window, but... He said it was a few people in there, but it wasn't as packed as it once was before. So if that don't show you how real the Keith Lee effect is, 
baby, I don't know what will. Like, and then there was another business out in like Peachtree City or how wherever it was that uh, oh Jesus Christ, these sirens loud as the motherfucker. Sorry about that, y'all. See, I be feeling like Dustin Ross when he be dealing with them sirens on the Friend Zone podcast. I be feeling like him sometimes when that shit be be happening to me. But hey, whatever. We in this for real, for real. I love us for real. Okay, shout out to Monique. Anyway, um. You know, when he uh, went to this other other joint called the Dining Experience, the parking lot was empty. They they went in. They loved the food. His review, baby, the next day, this woman who usually her and her son drive past that spot, and she even said it. It was always empty. The Keith Lee effect made it to a Jesus Christ. This site, like, they are so loud because of how bad traffic is, and it's like... Baby, I hope you know that siren is not going to make these these cars move any fucking quicker. Uh, if it is somebody in the back of that ambulance, because you know most of the time they just be trying to get out of traffic. If it is somebody in that ambulance, baby, I am sorry for them. I really am. But goddamn, because the nigga is trying to record. Because I don't want to have to stop and then come back to y'all. So it's like, it's shit like this that makes me have to talk louder and talk over anyway. Which, yeah, I feel like I am going to have to, oh, God, child, because this is really annoying. I don't know how to edit this out. I'm, I am I don't know how to edit this out, y'all. This Y'all are getting it raw and uncut. Like, y'all are getting it raw and uncut. <laughs> y'all are getting it raw and uncut. But, no, seriously, the way that, oh, damn, that's a fire truck, too. God, I am really giving y'all the news at this point. It's like, I hope y'all really understand that no matter how loud, okay, we might have to, oh, God, because this is really embarrassing. Like, like this is really embarrassing. Like, God, damn, they are just really out here. Like, they are really just out here, y'all. Like, I really want them to understand no matter how much, how loud they do that, it's not going to, like, the, if the cars can't move, because, again, traffic is really backed up right now in downtown Chicago. Uh, traffic is really fucked up right now. It's like cars are literally side by side. So, you know, oh, damn, it's subsided. Oh, damn. Okay. But anyway, yeah, cars are like side by side. So it's like people have to really try to move out of y'all way. Like, uh, anyway, like I was saying, so the dining dining experience in Peachtree, uh, Peachtree City in, uh, down in Georgia, the, uh, the lady went there. She was like, her and her son usually drive past there, um, you know, going to and from. And it's always empty, the parking lot. Now, that parking lot is full Parking lot full, baby. Parking lot full. Front, back, side to side, okay? Like, that's how you slip and slide. Shout out to Trina and Trick Daddy. But, like, baby, it's full. Business coming in like a month. Like, again, the Keith Lee effect is real. And because of um, their response with what you call it with the real milk and honey, because there's another restaurant called Milk and Honey, but that wasn't where he went. But the real milk and honey, because of their piss poor response, them trying to shade him and one of their managers basically trying to call him autistic, which he is not. But basically saying, y'all letting the autistic man tell y'all where to eat and social media ain't real. This TikTok don't nobody give a fucking real life. Baby, y'all business has been affected. So clearly people gave enough of a fuck not to fuck with y'all. And even despite, here's the thing, Keith Lee to the side, right? Let's put him to the side for a second. Residents of Atlanta, either transplants, people who have moved there, or the ones who are still there from old Atlanta, have always been complaining about you restaurants. You black-owned restaurants with your ridiculous-ass rules, your crazy-ass wait times, 
And again, the ridiculous ass rules, like with the real milk and honey, they have a rule where it's like no substitutes, no changes. So whatever you get on the menu, you better just not be allergic to it. Practically, that's what it's basically saying. Like I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like if you're allergic to something, oh, well. It's like, do y'all not realize if somebody has an, has an allergic reaction and dies in y'all restaurant, baby, you are done. You're done. There's not a, a, enough money in the world to get you out of that type of situation. Or even if they don't die, which knock on wood with that, even if they don't die, but they have a bad allergic reaction and, th and you know, they have their EpiPen on them, they could still sue the fucking pants off of y'all because it's like, yo, I told y'all this, that I was allergic to such and such, and y'all, it's like, baby, that's the type of shit that'll make you say, fuck them rules, right? Like, it might have to take something serious like that to happen for y'all to shake that, sh to for y'all to be shaken to y'all core. Because these bullshit-ass rules, it's just like, yo, even, because that reminds me of a restaurant here in Chicago called Kitchen and Cocktails, uh, and it's owned by Kevin Kelly. And this, this dude... He basically, you know, because of where the restaurant is located, they're another restaurant that has all these ridiculous rules. And basically, when interviewed about it and asked about it, it was given respectability politics. And it's like respectability politics and policing blackness go hand in hand. And it's just like, yeah, there are black folks who do support the business. Hell, my mom and one of her friends had went there one time. It was very expensive. Look, my mom ain't got no reason to lie. Very expensive. Then another friend, she and, a, and one of her friends went there. Again, very expensive. But, you know, the food was decent. So, hey, you know, I like the beat. <laughs> um, but, damn, it's just like the rules, though. Like, I, even I've looked at the rules and I'm like, mm, I might not consider eating that just because it's like, yo, I want to feel welcomed in your establishment. But if I feel like my blackness from another black person is being policed, I don't give a damn about the fact that you're, lo that you're located in River North. So the fuck what? You're located in River North. Okay, cool. But the way that you are acting like, you know, oh, it's basically like you're, you're oh, it's like we got to act right for the white folks. We got to dress right for the white folks and da, da 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 because of where we are. Baby, look at the history of lynchings. They lynched us. They lynched our people, whether they were in zoot suits, three-piece suits, your Sunday best, or, or, or in slave rags. They, you got lynched, baby. So no matter how good you dress, you are still a nigga to them. I know that fucks y'all head up, right? I know that fucks y'all head up. You respectability politic having ass Negroes. That fucks y'all heads up. That it's like, oh, no matter what, I'm still a nigga. Yes, you are. Like Kanye said, even a nigga in a coupe is still a nigga in a coupe or however he phrased it. But it's like, you still a nigga to them. You're trying to impress the same people who would not piss on you or spit on you if you were on fire. Hey, chances are they the ones who lit your ass on fire to begin with. So the respectability politics, yo, at a certain point, when will black people divorce that? And when will we divorce this need to keep up this image? And when will we divorce this need of having piss poor customer service? Because again, just because you're a black owned establishment don't mean you could be shitty to people. And then this these whole rules about no takeout orders and no ordering out and da 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 da. So if I don't finish my food in your restaurant, I can't take that home. So you're just going to scrap it off the plate, probably poorly wash the plate off and serve another dish to some to the next customer and again if you don't finish all your food 
you can't take it home. Damn, so I can't heat this shit up and be like, oh, okay, so-and-so's restaurant got some good food, even when you reheat it in the oven or, if, you know, if you got to use the microwave, but, you know, reheat it in the oven or the toaster oven. It's like, damn. Granted, there are other restaurants here in Chicago, black-owned or not black-owned, that guess what? Oh, you didn't finish? Hey, we got a, we got a to-go box for you. We can wrap that up for you. No problem. No problem. But not Atlanta. Oh, no. Can't take shit home there from a restaurant. Oh, God, how dare you? As if you bitches is like the fucking crusty crab and a motherfucker gonna eat the food at home and be like, oh my God, I've hacked the secret formula type shit. Girl, girl, get the fuck out of here. So, and it's crazy again how like, like he literally had to tell, he was at this one restaurant where a girl was in her, her and her homegirl was in their car and she was recording the uh, interaction between him and I guess the business owner because the guy came out and was talking to him, basically trying to get him to stay at the restaurant. Mind you, all these people sitting in their cars and him and his family pull up in this like, uh, I guess like a party bus type of uh, vehicle or whatever. And Keith Lee basically in that moment, Keith Lee once again used his influence for good and was like, yo, I'm just Keith. I'm just a regular person because he does not like that celebrity treatment. He said, make sure everybody else who was here before me and my family eats first. And that restaurant owner had to respect that. He had to respect that. That is like, yeah, bitch, you going to kiss this ring. That like real without him even having to make it seem like that. You know, again, that's what that was. That it's like, hey, you know what? Since I'm an influencer, let me influence your ass to do the right thing. Make sure these people eat first before me and my family eat first. If you want this review that fucking bad. See, Keith is more nicer than me because who child, baby. But, you know, it's like, hey, what's meant for him is meant for him. Just like what's meant for me is meant for me. What's meant for you is meant for you. What's meant for others is meant for them. Don't question it. Because um, it's just like, yo, like I could be a foodie if I wanted to. But who girl, like. I would be, I would feel the same way that he does. And then, you know, when you had Chad Ochocinco with his bum ass trying to talk shit about him on, uh, what's that guy's name? Shannon Sharp show. And Shannon Sharp, well, he shut his ass down, you know, because again, Chad Ochocinco was on the whole thing of, oh, he tearing down black owned businesses and what makes him a food critic and da 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 da. I could go do the same thing. No, you can't because you broke. No, you can't because you broke and living off of one of your baby mamas. Shut the fuck up. Hush. So when Keith Lee got his ass together in one of the most nicest and nastiest of ways it was a nice nasty firm way of letting him chad know i will fuck you up if you try me in real life because it even took for him for chad to respond and be like yeah my daughter had to get on one of my daughters she had got on me about that and the way that he was talking so calm in that video yeah he crazy mm, i wouldn't say crazy but he's an mma fighter for he's been an mma fighter for the last 10 years he knows a thing or two about turning a nigga into a pretzel um, and beating your ass into submission till you're crying for your mother. So, yeah, you might not want to fuck with him. Because it's like you had so much to say. Then when he responded, yeah, you knew what the fuck time it was. And then when he went to um, OLG, Old Lady Gang, which is one of Candy's and uh, Todd's restaurants, you know, his family went in because he sends his family in first before he goes in. Because, again, he doesn't want celebrity treatment. So he sends his family in. They tell them it's an hour wait. He decides to go in. Oh, we can have a table ready for you in five minutes. And he basically told them, you know what I'm saying? I thought, yeah, I'm good. Bye. And because they couldn't do takeout orders and all of that stuff. Yeah, he was just like, nah, we good. We're going to go somewhere else. And God bless y'all. Like he wasn't nasty about it or nothing. And so Candy had responded. And I'll be honest with you. 
She responded in a way that the real milk and honey should have. But on top of that, even in her response, it's like, okay, it, I ain't gonna lie. She gave it to she gave it to a real nice, nasty way of saying like, hey, it is what it is. You know, you know, you you come next time, maybe we'll feed you. Blah blah. Like it was just a real nice, nasty. way. God damn, these sirens are here again. Jesus Christ, y'all. I really just that's how y'all know I love y'all because like I did not know Friday. November 17th, 2023 was going to be this damn chaotic for downtown Chicago, child. That's why, again, I feel like if ain't nobody in that ambulance and you're just doing this to get out of traffic, I hope you get to wherever you're trying to get to. Because it's like, baby, this is the life that your ass chose is to be an EMT. So, you know, good fucking luck. Anyway, um, so, you know, even in Candy's response, it did feel like, again, it was a nice, nasty way of being like, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, hey, you know, hopefully next time we'll feed you. If not, hey, whatever it is, what it is. Because it's like the whole explanation of the takeout orders and stuff like that. Eh, it's like, girl, mm, okay. But she didn't address the part about how, you know, his family went in. They're not the, the influencers. And they were told an hour wait. He goes in, it's five minutes. She didn't address that part. And that part just had me like, mm uh okay you really didn't address that part huh interesting but you know i i'll give it to her for responding in a in a way that wasn't like the real milk and honey where they basically were shading him and really trying to like take him down a peg because oh my god who is keith lee yeah and now you, your business has been affected so yeah now you know who keith lee is and as for that manager yeah y'all should go ahead and fire that bird brain looking bitch the bitch look like a bird from the damn dinosaur age come on now her fucking eyebrows alone she blink hard enough she she will fucking round and take flight okay about to catch another flight okay the apple bottom don't make them want to bite, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just, y'all, damn, I just, uh, it feels good to be back recording. But all in all, with that situation, because he even said with those death threats and all of that shit that he'll stop that food tour. He'll stop all of this shit when it comes to, like, the safety of him and his family. So it's like for the people who was doing that shit, as I had told a few of my friends, if him and his family were to take that shit to the authorities... And they get somebody in the tech department to, you know, trace the IP addresses. And it goes to certain restaurants or a certain restaurant in particular that was really hot and pressed in their chest. And it comes to find out that they've been paying people to send threats. Because I don't, I don't know, that whole situation makes me think deeper. The rabbit hole goes deeper. Like motherfuckers was paid to send death threats to him and his family. Because motherfuckers ain't going this damn hard in the paint. Or hell, even if it was employees of the restaurants, it's like, baby, they I swear to you, if they were to take that shit to the authorities and they put it into the IT department and they find they pull up them IP addresses, a lot of y'all motherfuckers would be out of a job. I'm telling you, a lot of y'all would be shitting yourselves because it'll be like, damn, how did they find out? Baby, the, they the feds, the ops, 12, the cops, like, baby, they gonna always find out, Okay. Like, especially in this digital age, like, baby, y'all got to be careful with them and them threats online because you never know who might take it that far to be like, yeah, let me go ahead and take this to the authorities and get these motherfuckers up out of here, up out of here. Like, girl, is you, well, I know the answer is yes, but are you dumb? Are y'all dumb? I just, that shit is just crazy, child, because again, Came to Chicago, that brother ain't had no problems. Went to New Orleans, he ain't had no problems. He goes to Atlanta, and Atlanta is still in shambles. 
Y'all are still in shambles, hurt and pressed in y'all chest because somebody from outside the club of Atlanta, New Atlanta, basically, with a, and with a platform, let's not forget that because, again, residents who don't have a platform or a platform as big as his, cracked y'all face and, baby, y'all don't know what to do. Y'all are just like, oh, my God, what? Exposed y'all for the fact that, yeah, y'all have some, quote, unquote, interesting rules. That's how he put it, interesting rules, whereas I'm just going to say dumbass rules because the respectability politics and the anti-blackness and the policing of blackness, it all goes hand in hand. I understand not having a certain type of clientele in your establishment. I get that. Not having the rowdy crowd, the people who basically the folks who don't know no better because they had, they've never been anywhere nice since childhood. Unlike people like myself who have been to nice ass restaurants, even now with my family, still we go to nice ass restaurants if we got it. And if we don't got it, guess what? We'll order from somewhere else that's more affordable and within our pay range, within our budget. But when we do go out, you know, get dressed up, all of that shit, and we know how to hell to act. So I understand not having certain people in there. But just be sure that you're not ostracizing others because of their dress code or because of how they talk or because of how they act. Just make sure that you're not ostracizing others just because of just because what you feel like it or because you're trying to impress the non-black people who you really want to patronize your business so that you can feel reputable and real, but still being, you know, black owned. And that's black with a lowercase b and not a capital B because you don't deserve the capital B. Not when you're being anti-black, not when you're discriminating against other black people, and not when you are policing blackness in order to appease the white yay. And that's G-A-Z-E, okay? And see what y'all, because I didn't definitely talk y'all ears off, but let me know what y'all think about the whole Keith Lee situation. Again, this this takes this took place about two weeks ago. So again, it's a it's old to everybody else, but hey, for my audience, this is my perspective. So it's new to y'all and new to me too. But let me know what you guys think, and we will be right back after these messages. Peace. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder once again. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a comment and tell a friend to tell a friend. Because when this show grows, so do you as the royal court. So I want to thank y'all again for tuning in and just give a friendly reminder to be sure that you are sharing with your friends, your family, your lovers, hell, your one-off, jump-off, whatever the case is, and let them know the royal hour is the place to be and the podcast you want to listen to. And now back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Yes, I am back. I am back. Now, I was supposed to finish this episode over the weekend, but honestly, y'all, you know, y'all know I keep it real with y'all. I just wanted to relax. You know, relax. Don't do it when you want to get to it, girl. I just wanted to relax. And I actually had a really great weekend, and I want to share that with y'all before I get into this next um, topic, okay? Because, of course, you know, the pop culture stuff is cute, but I also like just talking about real life stuff, too, uh, just because, you know, the stories from my personal life are really what make the show stand out because it can help people who may be dealing with similar situations and help them to realize that 
there is life on the other side of whatever it is that you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that was inspirational. But there is life after whatever situations that you're going through, right? So I'm trying to remember. I didn't really do... No, I went... Yes, so I went... Gro yeah, all I did Saturday was, was I went grocery shopping with my mother. Um, and I had got me... Uh, yeah, I went to the eye doctor, got an eye exam, and got some new glasses, two pair. And I can't wait to get them. Um, I Because I picked out four pair, but of course we were only getting two. But each pair was so super unique and stylish. And of course, you know, because I get my taste and my taste in like music and culture from both my mom and dad, but like really my taste in like how I show up and the uniqueness from my glasses to what I wear, I get that from my mother. So um, she loved every pair just like I did. And so I had picked out between the four, I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's gotta be these two. Like they really, like all of them called out to me, like the Fantastic Four, but it was the two in particular that I ended up picking. I'm like, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's me, that's me, okay? Even though all four pair was me okay but anyway um so that's all we did saturday it was then nothing to really like not brag about but nothing to really go tell it on the mountain about but it was just good spending time with her and uh with my brother who had uh picked us up from the eye doctor and uh from the grocery store as well and brought us back home so that was dope so what else happened so sunday right so sunday I went to, because today is Monday, November 20th. So I started this episode on the 17th. Uh, so just to get you guys caught up in the timeline. So Sunday, I had went to the movies with my with my ex. And it was funny because like I had went on the, the app called Spill, which is like a, you know, it's a people call it like a black version of Twitter because the people who created it are black. And I believe also there's a couple of non-black people who helped with the creation of it. So I had went on there and I was like, hey, you know, going to see this, going to see the Marvels because that's the movie we went to go see uh, with my ex today. And I'm looking forward to it. Da 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 da. -da. Just, you know, I posted it and went on about my day. And then there was this chick who I, this chick that I ended up blocking because I could tell she was projecting her feelings between her and her ex. And it's like, sweetheart, just because you hate your ex and you're probably on some scissor kill bill, I just killed my ex, not the best idea. Girl, just because you're on that doesn't mean I'm on that type of time. Like, I don't know what your ex took you through, don't too much care, but you're projecting because you were like, oh, is it the attention that you like and you're not really free and da 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 da. And it's like, now look here, bitch, I am free. I'm free to make whatever decision I want to. I could have very well easily hit up the other two gentlemen that I am talking to, but I knew, well, first off, one of them was hella busy because I hadn't heard from him since Thursday. The other one, he could have fought for all I know, picked up a shift, whatever, or was out with his one of his friends, you know, so it's like they could have, you know, clearly one already had something going on. The other one could have possibly had something going on. So I'm like, you know what? And because I didn't feel like going by myself, I hit up somebody who I'm actually in a good space with because there is life after a breakup, depending on the situation right now, if there was any form of abuse between us, hell the fuck nah, we wouldn't be friends like how we are right now. If it was toxic, yeah, me and him wouldn't be friends right now. Like, like, cause when I look at all the other exes from my past, yeah, shit was toxic. 
And even another ex of mine's, we were having a conversation, sidebar, we were having a conversation on Instagram. And I feel like I mentioned this earlier in this episode. I don't know. But if I didn't, um, my other ex, we were having this conversation because of a post that he had put up about why are gay is single. And he was basically just, you know, that internalized homophobia was jumping out. And as I was correcting him and helping him see things from a different perspective, because of how stubborn I know him to be, it's like eventually I was like, all right, I'm going to pay a dust because you're not really paying attention. And because of what you got going on. I'm going to leave it because it's like I'm not about to argue with you. I don't want no conflict. And I just wished him well and went on about my day. But again, because I know how stubborn he is and how caught in his ways he is and because of what he's going through, that ex in particular, it's like, yeah, it's a reason why I want to talk to him. It's a reason why, yeah, we're associates, but I wouldn't say friends. Now, my ex of two months, because we broke up in September, I took the time out to honestly, and this is the first time I'm saying this, I took the time out to talk to myself and stop myself from relapsing into the 2021 version of myself that after the Tevin situation, I was basically, you know, I was on, I was on some alcoholism type shit, drinking every other day, if not every day, getting high every other day off edibles just to feel happy temporarily and not to feel the pain that I was feeling. So I had to talk myself out of going down that route and pivot into, hey, we got to heal from this. We have to move forward. And even before I got to therapy and even when I had my um, consultation, before we even started our sessions, in a way, it's like I was bringing myself to that point of closure and healing. Because, again, yes, I went through the motions, still low-key going through the motions of um, still going through the motions of healing and grieving and mourning the, the death of the of that version of our relationship. Because breakups, just like divorces, it's the death of a relationship. It takes time. Everybody might not move as fast as you. You know what I'm saying? And I can't, you know, he can't expect me to move a certain way, not saying that he was or is. And I can't expect, you know what I'm saying? I didn't put no expectations on myself. I'm like, hey, we're going to get ourselves out of this. So I'm not so much like you, Miss, you know, bitch that I had to block on spill, talking about you would rather drink hot tar than to be around your ex. I don't know what happened between you and that gentleman or that woman, whoever you was with. Clearly, it must have been a nigga because the way that you was just really trying to come at me, bitch, are you free? Because you're so caught up on whatever happened between y'all, which clearly was a toxic situation. And furthermore. into my attic. Messy, isn't it? Well, no matter. No matter. Welcome to Mary's Attic, the storytelling podcast where your host, that's me, tells you tales that range from the horror section of my collection to the fantastical lands of fairy tale fan fiction. I'm so pleased that you have decided to join me as I take you through tales of mystery and mayhem. Whatever podcatcher of your choice that you are listening to this on, be sure to subscribe, comment, leave a five-star review, and tell anyone you can about this old attic of mine. After all, attics are truly more cozy when you have someone to share them with. Don't you agree? Mary's Attic is produced by me, Crystal Mary, whose artistic endeavors can be viewed at Moth Lace 
M-O-T-H underscore L-A-C-E on Instagram, where links to my Redbubble and published works can also be found in the description box. See you all in the attic. Furthermore, I am healed. I am free to do whatever I want to do. Because so many people have this mindset, again, if the breakup was due to there was some incompatibility or if the break like if the breakup wasn't due to anything that involves abuse or any type of trauma which i ain't gonna lie every interaction and breakup whether it's you know a friend friendship breakup which those really hit tough a relation a romantic relationship breakup which hit tough or divorce you know it hits hard and again this shit hit me hard and two months after here we are going to the movies and then out to eat afterwards and we're catching up and it feels like, you know, it, it feels like, damn, did we break up? Which, yes, we did. But it's just like, in our relationship, I can say this, we became friends. So when the time came, and unfortunately, yet fortunately for the both of us, the relationship just had to shift into something different. Though I cried, though I was hurt, yes, there were moments. I'm saying this now because, and even if he does listen to this, hey, you know, I'm healed <laughs> for real because I do not need him texting me being like, what? Anyway, but <laughs> on some real shit, I, there was moments where it was like, I hate this nigga. And then there were moments where it's like, I don't hate him. I was going back and forth, that bargaining or negotiating phase in the, you know, stages of grief. You know, and then the anger, the grief, all of that, the, the guilt, rather, not the grief, but the guilt. Like, you know, I was battling those emotions, battling my shadow self until finally it was like, hey, shadow self, we got to coexist, meaning that I'm in control. You and my emotions are not in control. So stop man trying to manifest these fake scenarios, these made up scenarios in my mind of me arguing with this dude for no damn reason because I haven't healed and let's do the healing. See, that's what a real healed motherfucker and a motherfucker who's a free-ass motherfucker like me is able to do, bitch. And the reason why I'm not saying that bitch's name is because I don't give free promo to crumb bum-ass hoes who, don't, who are fucking irrelevant. Because again, that situation, it didn't bother me. It was the fact that I was able to pick up on how she was trying to really, she was deflecting and projecting her hurt onto me. Cause she saw that post again. I don't, I don't even, I ain't even follow this bitch. She saw it on, you know, spill and was triggered. She was triggered by the word X, by the fact that I was hanging out with my ex. She was triggered and wanted to feel like she was trying to help me. Baby, in your bio, it doesn't have therapists. It had actress. So how about we act like we're healed, okay? How about you act healed, bitch, before you go projecting onto me? Because, see, I'm going to project that shit right back onto you by blocking you. Because if her, her first comment about her wanting to drink hot tar than rather hang out with her ex, I laughed at that because I was like, hey, Chad, I felt like that too at one point. See how I was able to laugh at that versus being like, oh, girl, you right. What the fuck was I thinking? That, that's This is how she wanted me to react. Girl, you right. What the fuck was I thinking? I should just cancel and tell him something else came up. Da, 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 da. You are so right. Thank you, girl. Thank you for helping me. Bitch, that wasn't help. That was you projecting because you're not healed, bitch. You not healed, but I am. So where, again, I can sit across from this man like I did. I can sit next to this man and across from him like I did Sunday and have a 
great fucking time. I have a great fucking time. Because again, the relationship has just changed. Yes, we're exes, but we're friends. We're exes, but we're friends. Legit friends. We talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? We share funny videos. We share serious stuff about what's going on in the city. Like, like hell, he had got an alert on his um on his phone because he has the Citizen app, and uh, it, the alert had hit while we was in the movies. And uh, I had he leaned over to me, and I leaned over, and, and he showed me. Um, I'm not gonna say what it is, uh, but it was it was an alert because of the area that we were in, which you know was it's a decent area, but there was an alert about something happening in the area. So I was just like, oh shit, and I thanked him for that. See, if we were the type of exes that didn't like each other, hated each other, but here we are still hanging out with each other, he wouldn't have did that. And then even when we were walking to the restaurant, there was a guy who was like walking super fast behind me like he was damn near to either rob me or knock me the fuck over. And, you know, damn, because I, I, it's like, because if, if you're listening, there's a reason why I'm not trying to say your name. Um, for real, no, no disrespect. It's just in my mind a form of protecting you. Like I could say Tevin's name because it's like, Girl, fuck him. Anyway, um, but anyway, so my friend, fuck it, my friend was able to like he like pulled me uh, closer to him so that way the guy could like you know move on about his night because I guess he had somewhere to be, child. You know what I'm saying? But he was walking up real fucking fast, and my friend caught that and was like, "Oh, here, move over." Like you know, hey, move over a little bit. You know, um, so it's like, and we just had a good time. Like it was good catching up with him, talking with him, and you know, he was in, like just like when we were in a romantic relationship. He's interested in what I'm talking about. And because this is something else I've noticed too. I'm not talking about like necessarily negative stuff. Like, yeah, we caught up on some tea and, you know, kikied about that. But I was able, we were also talking about music and movies. Well, I was talking about music and movies and stuff like that. Stuff that brightens me up when I talk about it. So, yeah, I had a really good weekend. You know what I'm saying, y'all? It's just, uh, to that bitch that really tried to disrupt my energy that day, girl, access denied. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Like, I was so happy when I blocked that bitch. And I ain't gonna lie, the pettiness in me wanted to go back to her profile, go to her YouTube channel, or even unblock her on spill and argue with her some more. But it's like, nah, I'm not gonna argue. I don't argue with bitches no more. No more conflict. No more broke bitches around me and no more conflict. If I don't fuck with you and I see what you're trying to do, because, again, I can see things from a different perspective now versus giving into that negative energy. Like, yo, you catch me on a day where it's like, oh, baby, I'm I'm aware of what you're putting down. And even when it's a day where I'm not as aware or I should say, like, I, you know, be into the petty shit and I feed into that negativity. I'm able to still pull myself out of it and be like, hey, you see what they doing? They want this energy from you. They, the bitch was looking for somebody to argue with, and now she ain't got nobody to argue with. Or maybe she is arguing with other people right now on the app, and they've probably blocked her if they know what's good for them. You know? So, yeah, y'all, I had a really good weekend. I just want to give y'all a quick little weekend, weekend recap because it just was really good. Like, we went to this really dope restaurant that I had always walked past whenever I was in the area. Um... And uh, yeah, over in the area that we was in, but I never had went in. And my God, that place is dope. The drinks were really good. Uh, I had got this. It was an old fashioned of sorts, but like the garnish that they added because it was a rosemary garnish. It added like a hint and a scent of like smokiness that just drew me in every time I went to take a sip. Like it was so good. I was like, ooh. 
I like this. And because the whiskey that they had used was black owned. Shout out to Uncle Nearest. And so it's like, yeah, man, that's that's a spot I would not mind going back to by myself or with um or with or with him or with another friend or you know with my mom i would not or with you know one of the guys i'm talking to now um you know i would not mind going back to like it was good and like it was just so good to get out of the house and to hang out with somebody who now i'm able to hang out with them because again in my healing process when i had to isolate myself and really pull back I, I just, you know, I again, I had to sort through my emotions. That's what healing and freedom looks like. It's sorting through your emotions versus letting the motherfuckers control you, which is what clearly that dumb bitch did and was doing. Because, again, I don't know her story. See, had she would have came at me different, came, came to me differently, not at me, because you come at me, I'm going to come back at you. But came to the conversation differently, I would have asked, well, what's your story? Because clearly it's some negativity in there and you are so hurt and traumatized by it that you clearly cannot think straight enough to realize, hey, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm here to understand where where, the, where this energy is coming from because you're acting like you're one of my homegirls. And, you know, if you were one of my homegirls, you got my number. Hit me up. Fuck all this social media shit. Hit me up. But you're not. You're just a stranger who is looking to argue with another stranger online because motherfuckers like y'all who be plugged into the internet all day, every day, y'all look for people to argue with about what they're doing with their lives because you see it as, oh no, you're not free and you must want the attention still. Is that why you're with them? It's like, girl, what? I don't get off on attention, you desperate bitch. I don't, I don't get off on attention. I don't need his attention. I don't need his attention. We're friends. And again, I didn't fucking feel like going out by myself. I'm look, if I want to hang out with him or or again, if one of the other two guys who I'm talking to were available, then cool. But they weren't. And again, I didn't feel like going by myself. And because my mom was tired, I didn't want to try to drag her along. Now, I don't mind seeing that movie again with her, but I wanted to go with somebody and I chose to go with my ex, who is now a good friend, a dear friend. Because it was so good being in each other's company. Like, like yeah, fuck it, last night, because this is Monday when I'm recording for you guys today, this segment. It was so good being in each other's energetic field and orbit. Because the orbit still feels good. Yeah, we had, yeah, again. And I even said it in, we, in our conversation when sitting down, like, you know, healing and you know moving past the hurtful things that were said in 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 that conversation that you know basically the breakup conversation and you know helping myself to not hate this man because he's not a bad man we all again we're humans we're capable of doing fucked up shit just like we are capable of doing amazing great things we're capable of saying hurtful shit just like we're capable of saying healing affirmative assuring type of shit, motivational type of things. But again, we're also human, therefore emotions do get involved. And in that conversation, we were both emotionally charged and we just were firing off on each other. He just happened to fire a little harder than I would, than, than I was, because really I didn't even come there for that. I just came to talk and thinking that, hey, we would move on past this. And in a way we did move on. 
It just came at a cost. It came at a cost. And the cost definitely hurt me just like it did hurt him, you know. But again, it's like we both have had so much going on in our lives that it's like, yo, he took he did some self-inventory. Just like I honestly, prior to that conversation, I was doing self-inventory too. But again, I was still holding on to the relationship. For all I know, he may have already had one foot out the door of the relationship, not to say that he was seeing anybody. And that's another thing. Like, if it was some cheating going on, we probably wouldn't have been friends. Again, if it was abuse, we probably wouldn't have. But this was just a matter of like, you know what? We were both running on empty cups. We were both running on empty cups, to be honest. And so that's why, at times, the energy between us felt mm, like, damn, something's wrong. And it's not that he did anything wrong or I did anything wrong. It was just, I feel like, damn, as I'm saying, it's Jesus Christ, child. But no, it's because it's hitting me. Oh, Jesus, damn, I didn't tap the mic. Sorry about that for y'all ears. It's just that, because it's really hitting me right now, is that we were both coming from empty cups and in doing that i feel like that's why sometimes again the energy would feel awkward it would feel like okay damn he seems like he's irritated is he mad at me about something uh, or even with me like you know just reflecting on the time that we were in each other's life you know in the romantic sense it's like damn like what's happening and yeah, you know, it happened. But again, now we're friends, man. I can't wait to hang out. Hell, I'm finna hang out with him this weekend. Like, the fuck? Like, it's just like, you know, again, that's me being healed. It's so many friends. It's some friends in particular I got who are so jaded by relationships that it's like, baby, they wouldn't know a good one if it hit them in the face. I got friends who I know deep down inside are fake and phony and fraudulent as hell just on an energetic type of field because again i'm seeing everybody places and things from a different new perspective now and it's like this one friend in particular not my ex but this other friend i'm talking about is so emotionally constipated that it's disgusting it's like when you hold withhold your emotions and i'm not gonna lie my ex was kind of the same way my ex who's my friend like when you're so like when you hold stuff in and then it comes out in a way that you probably didn't want it to. That's something that you then got You as that person got to like check in with yourself and step outside of yourself and see how the situation is going and just like step back into yourself and stop yourself. But sometimes we're unable to do that in, in those moments. So but with my friend, my other friend, the one who's emotionally constipated, too, it's like. There have been some things that I've seen that have just had me like, hmm, interesting, huh? But it also confirms some theories in my head that's been swimming around about that particular person. So all I'll say is that should things change in that friendship, in that relationship with that person, I, I'm already ready for whatever is about to happen because I feel like, yo, I'm being shown certain stuff from the universe just to show me who that person, that particular person is. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. But it may be crazy, but it's just like, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. Again, I'm seeing ever since I really had to like stop myself from having that relapse. 
Cause I could have easily been on that shit right now, y'all. I could have been easily drinking just to just to feel something, getting high just to feel something. Da 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 da. And mind you, yes, yesterday I did I did have an edible, but that's because I wanted to and not because I needed to. It was because it was because I wanted to. I hadn't had one in a while, and then of course I had a drink at the movie theater and then the drinks at the restaurant. So baby, I was cross faded. Okay, by the time I got dropped off, I was whoo gone gone. I'm like ooh damn. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, still, even like, you know, crossfadedness aside, just having like good energy and good chemistry with somebody, regardless of how things happen in a post breakup, just know that there is life after a breakup. If it's not anything involving cheatation, in other words, cheating, adultery, or, um, you know, anything involving abuse, but it's just a matter of like the relationship is shifting. But before that happens, you both realize looking back or even in that relationship that, yo, we became friends. So it makes sense why, like, okay. You know, and again, taking time out for myself. Taking time out for yourself and healing. Come on now. Come on now. That's the best thing you can do. And healing in a way that is conducive and productive to yourself. You know? You feel me? Whew. So anyway, y'all, let me go ahead and get up out of here. I'll be right back after these messages to dive into some more pop culture things for y'all before we go ahead and wrap up the show. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I will talk to y'all in a minute. Just got to, you know, I like in between segments, I like to give myself that time to rest, get my mind right, you know, charge my devices if they need to be charged. And just, you know, I like to give give myself that that way I can come back energetic like I'm supposed to for y'all. So thank y'all for tuning in to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. And we will be right back after these messages. <laughs> Under a evil laugh. <laughs> Peace. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to remind you again and thank you all for tuning in to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Please be sure to leave a five star rating and comments and feedback. I love that. But also, more importantly, it helps with pushing me and the show and my royal court, you all and my lovely guests who I have on here from time to time through the algorithm. Doing that helps all of us win in the grand scheme of things. So again, thank you for tuning in and be sure to leave a rating and tell a friend to tell a friend and leave a comment. We at the Royal Hour Podcast love you guys for that and we thank you and appreciate you all tremendously. Thank you. Alrighty, and let's get back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Ooh, I had to give my voice a little rest because that's something else I've been noticing too as I reflect on previous episodes is that like I get vocally tired. So that's why like, yeah, like I sometimes when I'm done recording the episode, it'll be like, damn, I forgot to mention this and I forgot to mention that. But also I'm vocally tired. So it's like, hey, you know what? I might mention such and such thought pattern in another episode or whatever. So yeah, I had to give my voice a little reset, have me a little little bit more lunch. And so yeah, I am back though. So we are going to talk about some tea that is still hot to it. Yeah, it's still hot to a degree with one of these stories. And even though no, both of them are still hot, definitely. So the whole situation with that former assistant to Will Smith who went on to um, Tasha K's podcast and did that interview talking about how 
he walked in on Will and Dwayne Martin having sex or whatever, because the rumors have been circulating about Will and Jada for years. You know, I would say even before I was born, I was I feel like the rumors started circulating once he started acting and once he got linked up to Quincy Jones, because there's been stories about him, you know, and just um how he's gotten down. like there's just been stories by everybody. Right. And so with Will in particular, people have been saying how him and his wife are swingers and that he's bisexual, but then also that she's bisexual. And then, you know, I was <laughs> Saturday when I went to go pick up something, I was listening to the radio in the um, in my Uber and the radio hosts were basically talking about how, you know, Will had basically he was offering up his son Jaden to the upper elites because of how he was kissing him in the mouth um, kissing him on the mouth uh, on Ellen and da, da 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 and you know her last name is Degenerates because she's a degenerate herself and de it was just a lot. It was black folks just you know in conspiracy theories, right? Which yarn because it's like y'all ain't got shit else to talk about. Nothing about black empowerment, how we can fix the community up, how we can create programs, help these young boys out here to stop stealing these cars, give them something to do, help these young girls. Oh no. Instead, you <clears throat> instead you old head ass niggas is talking about some made up shit. You know what I'm saying? In an industry that it's like, bruh, when don't nobody want to fuck with y'all, whether it's musically or on the radio, it's like, baby, a lot of y'all motherfuckers trying to be Wendy Williams. There was only one, there is, because she's still in the land of the living, there's only one Wendy Williams. And granted, damn, we all wish that she still had her show, because all of these stories that have came out, baby, she would have been, whew, the ratings would have been through the damn roof. This is why she needs a podcast. Because, baby, she can talk about... Because, again, she's in the industry. I'm talking in the industry. Not where you bootleg radio hosts who are not really in the industry like they like. Yeah, y'all are in the industry. But your careers are more stagnant and stale than some bread that's been sitting out too long. So, so had to let that pause. Let that breathe. So, let's be the fuck for real here, you know? Like, these rumors about Will Smith are detrimental to him, as well as to his partner, his wife, as well as to their children. Because it's like, yo, no matter, like these are still humans at the end of the day. So let's not act like they're superhuman or they're invincible or they're immortal and, you know, they're invincible to rumors. That shit hurts. That all your life people keep guesstimating and speculating where I have to ask a serious question to my community, to the black community. Why does it matter what Will Smith's sexuality is? Does it really matter if he is gay or bisexual? Like, as long as he is not... Like, if we're going to go with that train of thought, right? As long as he, or just a person in general, an adult, is not out here being a molester, a pedophile, a rapist, a serial killer. Um, you're not robbing people. You're not... You know what I'm saying? You're not doing, you're not abusing the elderly. You're not into bestiality, which is sex with animals. You know, as long as you're not into anything grotesque and it's just you as a man, an adult man having consensual sex with another adult man, why does that matter? Like, because when it's two women, you know, because it's seen as more of a fantasy than a sexuality, you know, it's like, it's all right. But with two men, it's like, oh my God, it's gross because everybody, you know, Everybody's minds is in the gutter. Their brains, rather, are in the gutter. And they just immediately think about 
how two men have sex. And because it's anal and people, that's how you know, it's like people, straight folks, quote unquote, straight folks be too focused on what two men are doing instead of how, well, hey, ain't you supposed to be focused on what you and your lady do, are doing? Oh, no, you're too focused on what he and his friend are allegedly doing, right? Because you're so obsessed with anal sex, clearly. And not just between you and a woman, but between you and another. Oh, okay, got you. Because that's what it'd be given, truth be told. Child. That's that's what it'd be given. So with that whole situation, I'm glad that they are, that Will Smith's team, um, you know, that their lawyer, he and Jada's lawyers are going after him. Um, now, will they go after Tasha? Mm, they might. You know, she might get dragged into it because she allotted that gentleman the, um, she allotted that gentleman the platform to spread these rumors to to a massive audience. So it's like, girl, you already owe one celebrity $4 million. You might end up owing the Smiths a lot. Like I, somebody on Twitter said she is the first person that we've seen build generational debt. Because it's like, girl, that's a debt that when you transition, that shit, if it's not paid off by the time you transition, that shit will be, you know, led over to your, it will bleed down to them. So, you know, so that's if they come for her, which they may, they may not. But the guy, yeah, it's like, because here's the thing. He was Will Smith's assistant. He was helping Will Smith with his book. And there was money offered for his services, for, you know, assisting with the book. He declined. And instead of being a smart man and negotiating a better price that he thought was more suitable for him, he just said, fuck it. And now he's out here spreading rumors while wearing a very super tight fake Versace shirt, which he's probably going to have to pawn to pay for his legal fees. So there's that. So now, because it's like it's not really much to say about that whole situation as far as I'm concerned, because, again, why does it matter what Will Smith's sexuality is? You know, again, coming from those bootleg radio hosts that I heard on Saturday talking about how he's off, he was offering up his son, Jaden, to the elite, basically to be passed around and da-da-da-da-da. It's just like, some, I really, I love my people, I do, but some of us, some of us don't need a microphone. Some of us need to just keep all that kitchen table, you know, bullshit gossip to themselves and their, their shit, I don't even want to call it an inner circle, but... Because it ain't an inner circle of intelligence and enlightenment. It's just a circle of tireless ass, frivolous ass conversations that go nowhere. Okay, girl. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, it's not really much to say about that topic, you know. So we're going to pivot over, though, to the situation that had happened just last week with Diddy and Cassie and how men... Be it Peter Guns, Rich Dollars, Slim Thug, and other men, Brandon T. Jackson, in the industry, you know, like they always do. They turn a blind eye when the shit is going down, but when the victim comes out, everybody, including male-identified women who are also pick-me's, everybody's asking, why now? Oh, she must need the money. She's broke. It was never about the money. And even in the lawsuit, when you read the documents, even though a lot of y'all only stop at the headlines because, you know, you dropped out at fifth grade. Anyway, and yeah, you dropped out of fifth grade and that's the end of your educational career. 
so you don't understand that reading is fundamental and context matters and that in the lawsuit money was never mentioned that whole 30 million yeah that clearly came from his lawyers talking to the blogs and trying to send out hit pieces to make it look like oh yeah this is a money grab this is a cash grab she's just after money which even if that were the case dude you had her locked into a 10 album deal and she was with you for 12 years practically 12 years a slave okay so even if it was her coming to get money that honestly she's rightfully owed because after that first album you know all we got from her was singles and a mixtape and that was it it was never you know there kept being promises of oh yeah an, an album is coming an album is coming baby we it never saw the light of day it got leaked online all of the tracks that were recorded and meant for the album they got leaked online but there was never an album there was never going to be an album unfortunately it was just hyping up something that was never going to happen unfortunately and also because that uh 106 and uh 106 and park um performance it didn't do her any justice like you know she's another singer that like you know she just got some um some vocal lessons and got with a vocal coach could have helped her you know what i'm saying because uh, it's just like, hey, there's a technique and everybody has to just know where they are and how to breathe and, you know, breath control and things like that. And she honestly, shit, looking back, she was probably nervous as fuck for that performance. You know, first time being on TV live and it's just like, oh, shit, okay, like, damn, I got to really, okay, I got to perform for these people. And, you know, she did the best she could, okay? But in the situation where she filed a civil suit, you know, people are just talking about why now and oh i think oh this is fake it didn't happen here's the thing y'all got to understand when someone settles after one day or just settles in general it's because they know that the other party has all this evidence on them she wouldn't she's not lying because if she were he would they would have took this shit to trial so that he can expose her for the liar that she is right didn't do that so he'd rather settle, which is like, but also he's been caught up in some issues with losing sponsorships and business partnerships that have been, you know, going out the door and out the window. So it's like, does he have the amount of money to pay her? Who knows? You know, the amount that they settled on, because again, we don't know what amount they settled on. If you read the documents, like most of us did, there was never any money mentioned. This was about the fact that she was drugged up, basically had to search for male prostitutes, you know, to have what what would he called fuck offs, and you know they had to be basically big black prostit male prostitutes with big black dicks, and he would it was a voyeurism kink for him that he would watch, he would record, he would jerk off, he would tell her what to do to the man, uh, and just you know he was just yeah like it was so much deviant like low vibrational degrading shit. And again, she was drugged up. He, you know, put hands on her. It was a lot. And even Azealia Banks had came out and said how one time he sent her away to Hawaii on a quote unquote vacation so that nobody could see her face from after he laid hands on her. So everybody in the industry knew. And then there's that there was that picture floating around of her from the early days of Instagram where she posted a picture in these uh, Ray-Ban glasses and her lip was busted and then she had a bandage on her forehead. And it's like, okay. And then the, another picture of those same Ray-Ban glasses that she wore, they were broken. And the captions were just weird and people were asking like, oh my God, are you okay? What happened? Da -da 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 -da. And this was when they were in Dubai one time. 
and her face was covered up with like a scarf because they it looked like they had just went um you know dirt bike riding in the desert or whatever so it's like you know but again it, yeah it's just like it was weird you know so again you don't settle that fast unless you know that that evidence is true the allegations and all of this stuff and you didn't want your tea to be spilled because court documents do become public. Now, there is a portion of the documents that are sealed off from the public, which people believe is the uh, NYPD, uh, uh, what is it, the um, sexual assault allegations or something where it's like there, the, there's a portion of it, again, that is sealed off that no one can access. But what has been accessible is everything that people have read that again did not include any 30 million dollars that she was coming after which again it's not about the money it's about justice and the reason why this is why i hate when people say why now again drugged up traumatized brutalized practically on the levels of there's a there's a level of sex trafficking in there exploitation all types of shit and you're just really in a fucked up situation but it took for her to finally stand up and leave, heal, get married, have a child and be with her husband to where it's like, you know what? I can't let this motherfucker get away with this. And so she chose to finally speak up about something that all you same motherfuckers in the industry knew that was happening. But y'all just turned a blind eye because, yeah, you know, that's a man. And, did a, you know, y'all love to defend a man who I'm going to be honest with you, it the way that. Y'all jumped out the window. It's because y'all know deep down inside a Me Too movement is coming for hip hop. It's coming for the music industry. You know, in particular, I would say rock and roll um, and hip hop. It's coming for you guys. And y'all know it. But also because it feels like does Diddy have something on you guys, too, that y'all don't want nobody to know about? Did y'all attend any of those parties where people have said certain things about happened or just industry parties in general where you know, guys who are so straight are in the bathroom getting bent over and rammed or, you know, niggas is just fucking on niggas. And it's like, oh, but y'all supposed to be straight. But here y'all are uh, 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 pounding each other to smithereens. And some of y'all, you know, Slim Doug, did you participate in that? Did you, Peter Guns? Did you, uh, Rich Dollars? Did you participate in that? Oh, you guys didn't? Mm. But y'all seem to, it just feels like, damn, does this dude have tea on y'all too? You know, like, are y'all in a black book somewhere with dates and documentation and, you know, shit that y'all don't want to get out? Or is it just because, again, being male identified as a man and buying into the patriarchy and toxic masculinity, you guys feel that, again, oh, she should have spoke out when it was happening, da 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 Yeah, and y'all still wouldn't have believed her. So don't, so miss us with the bullshit about how they should have spoken out when it was happening. How when you are fucking drugged up. How, when he has control over you, you have to break free from the vic from the perpetrator. You have to break free from the person who is abusing you. You have to heal. And then if you want justice in a manner like this, you seek it. You seek it and you get it. Because again, as um, Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane said, when we when it was broke, the news broke about the settlement, that it's always money over accountability. And and it doesn't feel like it was just aimed at Diddy when she said that. And she wasn't shaming Cassie. She was just saying that in this industry, when people are held accountable, they just throw money at the problem. That's all. They just throw money at the problem to make it go away. 
They just throw money at the problem to make everything go away. To make everything go away. Because again, they don't want their tea to be spilled and in court documents that will be public record. So come on now, let's let's put two and two together and realize that it equals four and not ten. Because some of y'all put 20 on 10 and was really dragging this girl and are still are dragging this girl. And it's like, Slim Thug, you wanted to talk because some stuff that came out about you that I'm just like, whoa. Because allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly because I don't know this to be true. But allegedly, you had a child with, with like one of your first cousins intentionally. Like, talk about kissing cousins. Like, girl, what? Like, allegedly... You did that. So it's just like, Slim Thug, you got some shit with you that's just like, come on now. Like all these men in this industry and in the industries in general, not just entertainment, but power, but men who are in positions of power, they're in positions of power, then they dominate in every aspect of their life. There's always something in the closet. There's always some skeletons in the closet that they don't want out these fetishes and kinks and how they get down behind closed doors and how they treat people, their partners, hell, friends, people they work with. Like, you know, and then it's like it makes sense why all of a sudden Diddy was giving back, was giving his artists their masters back and stuff like that. Not that it's really worth anything because he he the one who got all the money, him and the publishing companies and then his children, his mother, who he was putting, you know, credits and stuff in their name so that they can get that money the residuals and all of that stuff now you give that stuff back to your artist and a lot of people were saying hmm he must have something coming down the pipeline and he's trying to clean his image up because in this iteration of you know diddy puff daddy you know sean combs uh what is it puffy just you know all this stuff he's going now by brother love Oh, brother love, brother love, right? So it's like, you think about it, it's like for him to do all these name changes, it's like, okay, yeah, you're trying to pass out this image of brother love because it's like, okay, something, some things are in the midst. And I don't think that Cassie is the only one. Cassie is the beginning because this isn't over. People think it's over now because, oh, she settled and the bitch took the money. She was clearly broke. No, baby, this is, this is only the beginning. Like, this is truly, truly only the beginning because there was a psychic, a medium, rather, who had spoken with, had made contact with the spirit of Kim Porter. Believe it. it be, you know, if you don't believe it, that's fine. But believe it. You know, I'm going to believe it because as a spiritist and in my practice, yeah, conjuring spirits and talking with them, that shit is real. And it's funny how the spirit of Kim Porter had told this woman basically November 23rd, I mean, not 23rd, November 2023 was when the fall of Diddy essentially was going to have, was, was going to start commencing. And here we are, November 2023, when this stuff comes out, like, come on now. Again, two plus two equals four. There's no way it equals 10 all of a sudden. Like, I, and I know people probably think that it's bullshit and she just pulled that month, the month and the year out of her ass and she wasn't really talking to the spirit of Kim Porter, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. Let's say she wasn't, right? Let's say she wasn't. But she, it's like, but also it's like, mm, that's too much of a coincidence that she got November 2023 and was describing what she was being shown by 
Kim Porter's spirit. Because even the way that Kim Porter died would died was weird. And then when you find out that allegedly, you know, a golden casket, which these things, the same one that Michael Jack, the same type that Michael Jackson is buried in, they take a while, like four to six weeks to be made. But apparently it was allegedly already ordered, you know, prior to her death because she was buried in a golden casket. So it just makes you think in the in the coroner report and just like how it just like the way that she that that woman died, yo, the way that she died, and then during the uh, documentary for Bad Boy on Netflix when she was there during like the reunion tour, she was just like there in the back just to be seen, but just looking at her then versus how she looked, you could just tell this like yo she was drained and depleted of like just everything. And she was like practically gone, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally. She was just zapped. Like she was here, yeah, but it's like, damn, bro. Like she was just drained. And he never married her. Hell, he never married Cassie. He didn't marry, uh, what was the other ones? Misha. And then there was the first baby mama who allegedly she was older than him, which, you know, basically, hello, statutory, but, you know, nobody wants to talk about that, including the her, the her the, I forgot her name, but it's like, girl, allegedly you was older than him, and so come on now, he was a teenager, and here you were, girl, so it's just like, yeah, man, that, that shit, ugh. Surviving Diddy, I guess, because people ever since that Surviving R. Kelly documentary, people have kept saying, oh, I can't wait for the Surviving Diddy, it's like, here's the thing, now that we see what's happening, I my thing is to the artists who worked with him, who was on the label, people who knew him and were close to him, they have to truly be convicted in their spirit to speak up and no longer be afraid of what he may have over you. They have to truly speak up. I saw a tweet today where somebody was like, oh, I'm going to need Lil' Kim Faith Evans, uh, Kelly Price, and Mary J. Blige to speak to be the first ones to speak in the Surviving Diddy documentary. And it's like, yeah, they got to speak if they feel convicted to, but if they're still afraid of him, because there's this air of fear when it comes to like him, like where people just don't want to try to don't want to spill his tea. They don't want to get on his bad side and all this other stuff. Right. And it's like, yo, because he's clearly holding something over them. But if this situation with Cassie, where, yes, they settled, it was because, bro, again, he knew that what she had was true to evidence. And then it's also been speculated that she may not have wanted to go through it with a trial just because it's like her name would be attached to this, even though she's the victim. But it's just like what that does for her name and her, you know, her career and her image, you know, and she and probably didn't want to get blackballed or blacklisted, even though he probably already blacklisted her as quiet as it's kept. But it's just like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? So people just got to really think. Just think before y'all speak. Seriously, think before y'all speak. Because it's like, bro, don't nobody settle that quick if they're innocent. If you're innocent and truly innocent, you're going to fight that case to the very end. But instead, no, let's just settle this as quick as possible. Believe these victims, bro. Believe these people when they are speaking up. They didn't speak back then when this person was, you know, popular and, and in a position of power and they were so high up 
in the upper echelons and they were, you know, America's dad, Bill Cosby, or you had, some, you know, Step in the Name of Love or it's the remix to Ignition. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like these people were like they had the whole world in their hands. Unstoppable. Therefore, they felt untouchable. Dangling people's careers over their heads. Taking advantage of folks in hotel rooms and stuff like that. Having actresses meet you at hotel rooms. Promising them careers. If they just do this, if they just do that just to get ahead. Taking advantage of people who are coming from situations of poverty. And they want to get them and their families out of it. So they do whatever you say, right? In order to, to stay in your good graces. It's just... Because this industry, man, it's run by some very evil people, bruh. And that's why, again, the Me Too movement with the film industry, I'm glad that it happened. Now it needs to happen with the music industry. And again, when it, when it hits, because it is, not if, but when it hits, a lot of folks are about to be so hurt by what their faves have been exposed for doing. But again, realize they are humans, some fucked up humans. And they've made some horrific decisions and choices. They've done some deviant, disgusting, vile things that they dare not speak or even think about. Nor do they want it put out for the public to know. But what's done in the dark will come to the light eventually. And that is what has been happening in this age of Aquarius. Is that so many things are being revealed about people, celebrities and non-celebrities. People are realizing who they need to keep in their life, who they don't need to keep in their life, who they want to keep in their life, and who they don't want to keep in their lives. People are learning. I feel like post-pandemic, folks are, even though this virus is still out here, but like, you know, going back to um, me and my, my ex who are friends now, in our conversation uh, the other day, you know, we talked about some very, some very interesting stuff that even got me thinking about certain things that I want to do in the next year for myself. And I'm holding it close to my chest, so I'm not really telling anybody about it, really, because I'm still thinking it through. But I'm holding it close to my chest so that I can ensure that it does happen with what I'm thinking about doing for myself in this era of rejuvenating and this jubilation of sense. You know, I'm thinking about what I want to do to really help to get myself back on track on track, you know. And yeah, so... Back to the conversation at hand. Sorry, I got sidetracked. It. It's just when it comes to this situation with Diddy, bruh, come on now, come on. Now. I need y'all to think, and then people making and I hated seeing people who I know, family included, on Facebook making jokes about this shit. About oh yeah, she was broken, probably needed the money. Shit, Diddy assaulted me too. This like yo. Can we as black people take any fucking thing serious? No, seriously. Can we take any fucking thing serious? I know we laugh to keep from crying, which Jesus Christ, that's why so many of us are in therapy now for those who are smart enough and wise enough to do it. But can we take anything serious? Like that, that shit ain't cool, bro. I, I can't get down with people making fun of victims, bro. Making fun of victims. I can't get down with that. Just like I can't get down with folks who are predators. If you're a predator, please stay the fuck from around me, for real, for real. Because I'm not trying to be attached to that. And people making jokes, it's just, why? Why is this our speech 
against women, against black girls, against black women, even though Cassie is mixed, yes. But why is this our speech, though, against victims of assault? That, oh, they lying. Oh, they looking for a money grab. Oh, well, if they wasn't wearing this. And, oh, they just wanted to keep up with the lifestyle. and did it. Yeah, when you've, you've been afforded a lifestyle that not many people get, and you've got this 37-year-old man who was approaching you as a 19-year-old girl and then getting mad at you when you when he flew you out to some event or whatever and you brought your boyfriend, the producer, Ryan Leslie, who you were also working with, and he was upset with you. And you're like, oh, damn, what, I, what did I do wrong? Because, again, you're a fucking teenager still because teen is in your age. It's like, yo, and you got this man who is worth millions. Now he's still a billionaire, possibly. I don't know if he's now a millionaire, if his status has changed due to, again, the business dealings that have been going awry lately, you know, it's like, yo, like, yeah, you've been afforded a lifestyle that people fucking dream about. And the people, same folks cracking jokes, talking about, oh, she was broken, she needed the money, is the same ones who are clocking in and out of a job that they otherwise fucking hate. But again, bills got to get paid, right? You know, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. It's like, you motherfuckers really are evil. And sick and sinister. But again, y'all are clocking in and out of a fucking job that y'all don't like your damn selves. If we gonna be real, it's like it's always motherfuckers who barely getting by and just scratching and surviving out, out this motherfucker who always got something to say about these celebrities. And truth be told, we be so intertwined with what's going on with these celebrities, not saying that, you know, because it doesn't give people something to talk about, but are we paying attention to what's happening politically? Are we paying attention to the fact that um, there is something that's being bought to? Hold on, let me look it up because a friend has sent it to me. This is my last little bit before I get on up out of here, y'all. So my friend sent me something that's happening uh, that's concerning the Voting Rights Act. And so what's happening is, is that in a bombshell decision that could wind up at the Supreme Court, a panel of conservative judges gutted a key provision of the Voting Rights Act. And this is coming from the Huffington Post. And so what they're saying is that the decision by the Eighth Circuit would leave the landmark law dead in the water by prohibiting private parties from suing to enforce it. The decision by a three-judge panel in the case, Arkansas State Conference, NAACP versus Arkansas, Arkansas Board of I'm trying to pronounce this word, y'all. Approportionment. Hope I said that right. Would take away the main avenue used to enforce Section 2 of the landmark civil rights law by only allowing the government to bring lawsuits under it. Such a change would make enforcement rare and subject and subject to political control of state and federal government, with Republicans firmly opposing to the Voting Rights Act. The law would be more bound, more bund when they control when they controlled state governments or the Department of Justice. Section two of the Voting Rights Act forbids the adaptation, the adopt what is it, adoption of district maps that lead to the denial or abridgment of the right of any citizen of the United States to vote on account of race or color. Private parties have bought suit to enforce this section for decades in order to challenge discriminatory maps and election laws. And I could read more, but and I'll probably put this um, in the description box so you guys can check it out yourself, the article. But just look at that. 
So can we focus on that versus these celebrities? Like, can we be more social, politically inept? You know, inept? Can we be more kept up to that? Again, yes, the, the celebrity gossip is something to talk about, fine and dandy, but we need to be able to talk about real life shit. I know it's hard to talk about it because we don't want to think about it, but... That does not mean that it still is not of importance. So instead of victim blaming and throwing salt on Cassie and dragging her through the mud and calling her everything but a child of God, let's focus on the fact that our fucking rights are being violated right now. And they're continuing to be violated because 2024, y'all, is going to be a really pivotal year for all of us. So wake up. And get involved in your communities. Get involved with your local and state governments. Get involved. Because our lives literally depend on it. Seriously. Let's do better. Especially us in the black community. Instead of focusing on... And another thing for those bootleg radio hosts. When they were talking about, oh, well, you know, with the white celebrities, we don't see those those stars doing this like the black stars. Baby, they be fucking each other down too, allegedly. They be getting down too. It's Hollyweird. Everybody, somebody fucking on somebody, but their tea isn't spilled like that because you know what? Let's be honest. They got their shit on lock. They ain't like that particular group of people, that demographic. Yeah, that there's the TMZs and the National Enquirer and shit like that. But it's like mm, they shit is more on lock, whereas we don't stay on code with each other. We too busy gossiping and spilling alleged tea and rumors fucking water cooler talk it's like bitch stop trying to monetize that shit actually have something more fruitful to talk about as it pertains to the black community and the healing that we all need to do because from the crack epidemic to the to shit i mean hello slavery jim crow reconstruction all of this shit that has fucked us up how about we focus on that instead of focusing on this bullshit okay have something else to talk about find a new subject for real. <sighs> anyway, y'all, I really do hope that y'all have enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys learned something new. And I just love sharing my thoughts and opinions with you all. Um, there are definitely some changes that will be coming into fruition for the show. But again, I am back and I'm going to be as consistent as possible. Um, even if I'm, ooh, excuse me, not necessarily talking about celebrity tea and gossip, I could just be talking about other things, you know, life perspective and stuff like that. Like there's one topic that has really been swimming in my head. So I may start a whole new episode and delve into that. And that may be one. Yeah, that would be one of my talking points. But other than that, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you all for tuning in to the Royal Hour with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. And as always, by the end of this segment, it will bleed over into the outro that will let you guys know where you guys can find me on social media so thank you guys again for tuning in i have missed y'all just like i know y'all have missed me and y'all i'm happy to be back okay like i'm happy to be back and again i'm going to really be as consistent as possible or even if and even if i'm doing like just an episode of like album reviews which i'll also do like a video version for my youtube channel hello okay because we love consistency back to back okay so yeah, it's like I'm I'm giving the girls something. I'm I'm giving the girls the things that they deserve, okay? <laughs> 
But anyways, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in once again. It has been a pleasure talking to you all, shooting the shit, and sharing my deepest thoughts and introspectives and perspectives in retrospect with you all. Thank y'all again for tuning in to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy, Prince Onyx. Peace, love, and hair grease. <laughs> ah, I am a hoot, child. I, child, if I can't make nobody else laugh but myself, baby, I'm all right with that, okay? Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E. O-F-T-H-E-G-O and the go is short for Chicago or you can just simply type in Prince Onyx and I will pop up. Now that same name I just gave you, Prince of the Go, you can also find me under that same moniker over at Instagram. You know, trying to keep in tune with the whole Prince royalty background you know, the brand. (laughs) And you can also find me under my second Instagram Prince of Gotham with the number one and Gotham like, you know, Gotham City, you know, in case you guys haven't put, put two and two together comic book reference. And you guys can also find me at Fanbase Prince Onyx. And you can also find me on these Twitter streets, Prince Onyx World. Now that after you spell out Prince, the Onyx is O-N-Y-X, all capitalized, and World is spelled W-R-L-D. So it's World minus the O, and that is all capitalized as well. So be sure that you are following me and keeping up up to date with me and staying in touch with me as I want to hear from you lovely people. And other than that, we will go ahead and get on up out of here. So I love you guys lots. And let me know your thoughts on this recent episode. Until we meet again peace oh and how could i forget you can also find me on youtube prince onyx hello come on out i'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going not even trying i am keeping this brand going but again i just want you guys to know where you guys can find me all right talk to you later peace